all that we had were going on. So we're going to end it with this, and then uh, Sunday morning when we, when we start cooking and whatnot, we'll have our service. It'll be something different. <laughs> but today will be the end of it. So dealing with families, or dealing with bullies, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't know what I wrote. Dealing with bullies. This is families now. So before we dealt with, we dealt with just dealing with regular, regular bullies, workplace bullies. Originally, I called this, you know, Saints, Saints bullies, but... I guess you can kind of wrap that up with families as well because they are our spiritual family, right? So this is the family edition of dealing with bullies. How do we deal with bullies? The same way we deal with everything else. Now, Genesis 37, 3 through 4. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Israel was given, like, like God changed Abram's name to Abraham. Jacob's original name was Jacob. It wasn't Israel. God gave him the name Israel. Once he he made him confess that you know he had done all this thing, he said, "Okay, now you're, that's not your name no more. Now your name is Israel." So this is Jacob. This is Israel, formerly Jacob. He's still the same though. You're gonna find out. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Stop. You should never, ever, 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 ever even if it's true, admit this out loud. And for some reason, it is in the scripture. I don't know what he was thinking. He loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Now, Joseph ain't do nothing but be born. His father did this. The backstory about Israel, about Jacob, who was Israel, was Rachel, who was his wife, who had who Joseph's mother, had a sister. She was her sister was the oldest, and in their customs, they don't give away the younger sister before the oldest sister. So their father Laban, which is really was like their cousin or like second third cousin from Jacob's mother, or he's his mother's brother, he got him drunk and gave him the sister after he had worked seven years for her. And when he woke up, now first part I had, I said, brother, you was too drunk to realize he was the wrong one. Do that for another day. Woke up, who is this? What have you done this to me? Oh, I can't give you that. It's not our customs, yada, yada, yada. And now he had worked for seven years for Rachel. So he didn't work 14 years with two women. He loved Rachel, though. He just did what he wanted to do with the other girl. But Joseph, in his late age, she, Rachel was barren. She could, all his children, most of his children came from his, his, his other wives. But the one that he loved, she was able to give him two. Joseph and Benjamin. And this dummy wouldn't told it. Put it in the scripture that he loved one more than the other. I don't know. I, I, I can't let that go. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, you read something and then you see it. I said, I can't believe he said that. Even if you know it, you don't say it. You asking for trouble. Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob. And for that reason alone, Hatred was born in an already dysfunctional family. Yeah, no wives was already added before. You have to go back and read it to understand. Proverbs 17 and 17. Friends love all the time, and kinsfolk are born for times of trouble. King James translated into brothers. It's kinsfolk. But your brothers are time for trouble. So when things get hard, you lean on your family. At least you, you, I hope that you can. God created it. He made it that way. 
Brothers are supposed to be there for time for tough times, but if a father causes division amongst his children, those roots of bitterness will burst out like a wildfire. I got the picture down here. Uh, this is a true story, too. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. This is about the little Vietnamese boy who was carrying his brother all the way up the hill. The soldiers tried to help him. He's like, no, nah, he's my responsibility. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. It is the father's job to set the tone in the home. The mother registers that tone to the children. That's why if I come home with a bad attitude, whole house backs up. If I come home in a good mood, it can be registered throughout the house. Because God made man in his image. He didn't make the woman. He fashioned the woman. He made the, He took a piece of the man to help the woman. So if I'm messed up, nine times out of ten, the house going to be messed up. So it was Jacob's job. It is the father's job to set the tone in the home. The mother registers that tone to the children. The problem Jacob had was he had too many baby mamas. He had baby mama drama. That's what he had. He had Rachel and her sister Leah going back and forth. I gave him all these sons. What you gonna get? That's a slap in the face to a woman. Because back in that day, you know, if you didn't have children, you were white worthless. Because women couldn't own property because they didn't have the rights that they have today. So to shove, to rub it in her face repeatedly, and it wasn't just Leah. It was Leah's her, her, her handmaiden. He got her pregnant a couple times too. I think she had three of his boys. And Rachel didn't have none. That's, and that's not including the daughters that they had. It never included the daughters. He had a lot of girls too. He had baby mama drama living in the same house and he favored one wife over the others. That's why polygamy don't work. Poly, polylamorous, whatever you call it, does not work. Yeah, how you gonna get one woman right but you can't get all of them? Man, please. That's a headache. That's what I understand. It's black folks. Man, one meant to be with just one woman. You can't keep one happy. How you gonna keep all of them happy? You complaining, complaining about that child support now. What you going to do if you got five wives and they decide to separate? What if they gang up on you and say, we, just, we done? Mm -hmm. Then what you going to do? Yeah. Whatever. And the children saw it firsthand. You can't treat somebody's mama right and the kids not, and the kids not see it right at the same time. Mm -hmm. the kids not stupid. They not. Reuben, Judah, Gad, they, they saw that stuff. It is because of Jacob's favoritism of his wives that the same jealousy dripped down to his children causing his eldest sons to hate their younger brother. What parents got to understand is, is whatever you don't face as an adult when your children come, your children get have to face that. You pass that right down on to you. You've already imputed sin on them anyway because they come through your bloodline. But if you don't deal with the situation, the issues that you have, you give them right to your kids. So now your kids got to deal with that when they get children, they get spouses. And if it's not dealt with, it can be a thorn in the flesh for a long time. Families are supposed to be the picture for the world to see visually. Families are God-ordained from the very beginning. Genesis 1, 27-28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. Notice how he didn't say nothing about transgender. Male and female. Because you know it takes a man and a woman to make a baby. Amen. I don't care what you cut off and try to remove, you're still a man. Amen. I don't care what you try to add, you're still a woman. And God blessed them. Notice how he ain't blessed nothing else. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So he gave man rulership of his world. Man and woman. Male and female. Family. Family start, families are started with men and women. That's a family. A husband and wife is a family. Children are just added to it as they go along, but a man and woman is a family. Jacob had no problem multiplying, but he missed the dominion part in his own home. He didn't have rulership over his own home. For fathers to be effective in the home, we must not just talk the talk. We have to walk the walk. Our boys pay attention to what we do. That's why they put our shoes on. As they get old, they try to walk like us. They try to pass gas like us. Burp. All type of stuff. But when you a bad example, you set up bad children. And you set a bad example for your daughter to follow because she's going to try to get just what you is. Jive and trifling. Jacob's non-action caused his boys to be bullies instead of leaders, and it cost him a son for a time. Also, I didn't put it in here. One of his daughters was raped because he didn't obey God. And his, his sons didn't make it no better because they went down there and killed everybody. <laughs> so they was murderers too. Amen. That's what happened when you don't do what you're supposed to do. It, it has a cause and effect for everything. That's why I got this picture of that man of the house. He wasn't a man of his house. He was only man of the house when he was in the house with Rachel. And everybody else is like, oh, I guess I'll take care of him too. Genesis 37, 26, 27. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. So it's kind of, you know... It sounds good, but it's still bad. You sold your brother into slavery. That's not good. You sold him for 20 pieces of silver. Really? That's what you thought about him? Because you, not, not, not just, see, they weren't just mad at Joseph. They was mad at their father. So we're going to take the most precious thing from them. They bullies. And it's their own daddy's fault. You loved him more than me. I've been here 20 years before he got here. I'm the firstborn. Firstborn gets pretty much a double portion. I get nothing. I, he get more than me. What's my coat of many colors? You set that type of resentment in your children, boy. You gonna pay for it. You gonna pay. And Joseph had to pay. Joseph was a slave. He was a slave for twenty something years. They seem to be civil men having a conversation about how they will get rid of him because of a dream and being the favorite. But looks can be deceiving. See, he had a dream. See, it was, it was a prophetic dream. God sent him a dream saying that he was going to save his people. He was going to elevate him so that because a family was coming but that they didn't know about. But see, that's why 2020 is hindsight. See, you, you can't, that's why you don't make decisions with just a little bit of information. You wait, you pray, you keep praying. And letting God reveal it to you. You don't do nothing drastic like that. 2 Corinthians 11, 14 through 15. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their word. They thought they was righteous. I'm doing a good thing. I'm going to sell my little brother. He's going to change my pocket. And not kill him. That's right. That works. That'll work for me. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. 
We just talked about this. What's morning last night? I can't tell that many lies because I can't remember the first lie I told that covered the next lie I got to tell. I don't have time. I don't have time. It's too much energy. It's too much effort to do the wrong thing. It just is. Even though they are family, they are the agents in which Satan is using to achieve his goal. That's why we as believers cannot harbor in unforgiveness towards anyone because we also need that same forgiveness. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will you for your Father forgive your trespasses. They should have forgave their Father for the wrong he did because they made their little brother pay for something that he really didn't do. Now, was he spoiled, Brad? Yes, he was. He's a young. Of course he was spoiled. You know that. But should he have been sold into slavery for it? No. But thank God God is always in control because he turned everything to a good thing. We're going to get there in the end. Got a picture of him of an angel of light. I guess it's an angel of light. We don't know what angels look like, so we really can't say. But I also got a picture. You've seen this before. Let it go. Let that stuff go. Let it go. Hold on to something that somebody else didn't did to you. Don't get them that type. Of, that's witchcraft. You don't get nobody that type of power over you. You know, every time you see him, you're thinking about it. No, that's why you forgive him. You, it's, it's for your own sanity. Amen. Joseph begins to go through years of imprisonment, but also growing in favor with God. He was a top servant at Potiphar's house, and even when he went back to jail, he was in charge of all the prisoners. There is no place safer than in the will of God. Everyone wants to wants to get favor. Nobody wants to suffer to get it. So Joseph went to jail, or he was he was sold as he was sold as a slave, and he was bought. And then in the midst of being a servant, he was elevated in that man's house. He was number two, number one. He was number one servant, right underneath underneath his, his master. Only reason why that didn't work out is because the master's wife wanted to get a swerve on. Him. And he was like, "No, I can't do that against God. I ain't, uh, I'm in charge of everything in here. I can't do that." That's a man of integrity. That's the type of guy that he was. He Amen. wouldn't do that. And even when he went back to jail, for well, like accusation of rape, because she cried rape, he still was elevated to like the number one. He was, he was in charge of all the prisoners. See, when God is on your side, even if it looked bad, it's good. Amen. You know, amen. You know, it, it, it's still good. It's still working in your favor. Amen. The conditions might not be favorable, but you're still in the favor of God. Philippians 1, 27 through 29. Most important, live together in a manner worthy of Christ's gospel. Gospel means good news. Do this whether I come and see you or I'm absent and hear about you. Do this so that you stand firm, united in one spirit and mind as you struggle together to remain faithful to the gospel. I love the part when he says you struggle together. You're contending with one another. That's why you're supposed to come to church. Amen. You can't stay at home. And then think that you're just going to be good. You're not that strong. You need your other your brothers and sisters to for the encouragement. You need to rub elbows with somebody like-minded. Amen. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you going. That way, you won't be afraid of anything your enemies do. Oh, look at that. That's why you come to church. Can't nothing bother you. Your faithfulness and courage are a sign of their coming destruction and your salvation. They coming at you all hard. You like, you just looking at me smiling. Because you already know God's going to come with the move and it's going to be ugly for you. I'm just going to stand. The sign of the destruction of your salvation, which is from God, God has generously granted you the privilege 
not only of believing in Christ, but also suffering for his Christ's sake. That's why I got the hourglass sign. I tell you all the time, turn the hourglass on more people. Don't count them out. Let God do his thing. They might get it right, but if they don't, when the clock runs out, it's over for them. Let God handle it. Let him handle it. He is much more equipped to handle these situations than we are. Because if I know if I get into it, somebody going through a window, and I'm going to jail. And I ain't got no bail money, so we want to stop that. <laughs> but God had a divine plan the entire time. There was to be a famine in the land, and because God had chosen Abraham as the man he would use to bring Christ into the world, he did not want his family dying out. So the Lord elevated Joseph. He was a prince amongst the Egyptians, and here comes the famine, and then his sorry brothers that sold him. See, because Joseph stayed focused on God, he was taken care of, and his dreams of ruling over his brothers comes true for their sakes. See, thank God we are here where we are in, in America. We don't deal with stuff like this, but this is what people look like when they're in the family. Mm -hmm. See how their bones and stuff is showing? Mm -hmm. that's, I'm pretty sure that's a young girl holding her little brother. But they ain't eight in days. We eat any time we go to the refrigerator. Every time we go to the drive through at McDonald's. We're very, very privileged here. Very. Joseph sends them through a series of tests, but here is how he knew they had changed. Now, Joseph's been elevated. He's bomb.com now. He's the number two stone under the Pharaoh. Genesis 44, 32 through 34. For thy servant became surety for the lad unto my father, saying, If I bring him not unto thee, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. Now, therefore, I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lad abom to the let let the thy servant abide instead of the lad a bondman to my lord, and let the lad go up with his brother. For how shall I go up to my father and the lad be not with me? Lest peradventure I see the evil that shall come on my father. Now, the person that is speaking this is the same person that suggested he be sold into slavery. Judah has did a three sixty. He said, because Joseph wanted to know, are y'all the same? Did y'all kill my little brother Benjamin? Let me see my little brother in, in, in the flesh. I want to see him. And Judah already knew. He said, if we send you, if we send Benjamin up there, our father's just going to die. So instead, we're going to send him, but you're going to keep me as a sacrifice. If he don't come back, you can kill me. He took the place. That's how Joseph knew that they had changed. He said, these ain't the same dudes who threw me in slavery all those years ago. I'm not the same bullies that took my coat, threw my tail into a pit, gave me some water and a piece of bread, and then sold me for 20 pieces of silver. They grew up. They're not the same. They are literally willing to die now if something was to, something was to happen to my little brother. They changed. They're not the same. The same brother that offered him to be sold is now offered himself as a slave instead of his younger brother. Benjamin, his younger brother Benjamin. That brother is Judah, the bloodline that our Savior comes through because he also came to sacrifice himself for his beloved. I'm telling you, love covers a multitude of faults. People think that some of the sins that we commit against one another just cannot be forgiven. And I tell you, I'll tell you again, there's only one sin that cannot be forgiven. It's the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. That is not what's happening right now. Just because somebody wrongs you in the past, if you love them with the love of Christ, you can overcome in time. It's not going to happen right away. It's not. Family do you, man, family, sometimes family know you. 
So they know what buttons to push. They know where to punch you. They know where to stab you with. Your deepest, darkest thoughts sometimes because you're living with somebody. So they know the stuff that don't nobody else know. But that's why Christ said, he said, love them people because they're crazy, number one. And two, they're going to need the same forgiveness and the same mercy one day for yourself. Amen. That's why we do unto others we do to ourselves. That's why if you don't sin against your brother, you don't have to worry about sinning against God. Because you ain't hurting nobody. These dudes have changed. They are not the same jealous-hearted brothers that did this evil thing to their brother. Genesis 45 and 4. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. He just revealed himself to them. They didn't know who he was all, all the time. Because, you know, Egyptians wore makeup. So he was dogged up from head to toe. Can't tell them who he was. Plus, they hadn't seen him in 20-something years. He looked different. But he was a man now. He said, man, I, it's me, man. It's me. They thought that he was dead. Because normally, you either you, died in slavery. You know, you, you know, he was serving somewhere for a long time. Not getting elevated to this. Joseph reveals himself to his brothers and weeps. So much time has passed since he last seen his family. He couldn't hold back those tears, even if he wanted to. It's something about family. At one moment, you want to kill him. And the next, you can't live without him. Even after reconnecting with his family, they still felt guilty for what they did. And this is what he told them for comfort. Genesis 50, 15 through 21. And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brother and their sin. They still not. Jacob gone. Israel is gone now. He passed away now. They like, man, he gonna remember all that stuff we did to him. He gonna come get us. But you know what his father asked him to do before he, before he died? He said, forgive. Now. Forgive all their trespasses against you. Forgive their sin. I like, I like Joseph's answer when he, when he answered him. For they did unto the evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy servant, of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him, and his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for, for am I in the place of God? I'm not your judge. Amen. I'm not your judge. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive because there was a famine. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. That is not easy to do. It's not. He recognized, oh, what God did this. You didn't do this. You were the agents, but God was orchestrating it the entire time. The devil thought he was doing something so miraculous. Oh, I got him down. I'm going to end that bloodline now. He didn't. He didn't. He played right to the hand of God. He says, for I am in the place. I am not in the place of God. He not, I'm not your judge. Whatever you did wrong, God going to get you for it. I'm going to forgive you. 
Amen. I'm going to move on with my life. Matter of fact, I'm going to love you and my little nieces and nephews that you brought with you. I'm going to give them gifts. I'm going to bring my children down and they can see their cousins. We're going to kick it. We're going to barbecue. But I'm not going to hold that stuff you did against me. I'm not going to hold that to you. I'm going to charge it off, man. I'm going to write it off. And that's what we got to do with our own family. I mean, don't get me wrong. They get on my, they get on your nerves. They they treat you bad. They did they down you. They disrespect you. They judge you. But God's calling us to forgive these nuts. I, I shouldn't call them nuts. Forgive these people. Forgive them. They out of pocket. They don't. You get. Well, I've learned. They really don't know. They don't know what they're doing. They are outside their mind. When somebody doesn't have a sound mind, they can't make sound decisions. Amen. So I can't blame you for that. I can and I can't. All I can do is give that up to God and let God handle it. And that's what God is calling all of the Christians to do. So you got all these folks out here who are, because they are really, really clamping down on conservative Christianity. It's to the point where you can't even be a good Samaritan now before you try to sue you. You do anything. You can't, have, you can't stop on the side of the road and help nobody. You better not perform CPR. I didn't ask you to be resuscitated. Mm -hmm. My goodness. <laughs> Sheesh. That's the, but that's the world that we are living in. Amen. Amen. You trying to do something good, good deed, they looking at you like, I'm going to ask you to come over here. What's all that attitude for? What's wrong with your neck? <laughs> but that's what we living in. God said, forgive these people. They don't know me. They don't. We, people think, hey, I'm good enough. According to who? According to who are you good enough to? For what? Good enough to work? Yeah, you should be working. To go to heaven? I don't think so, brother. You ain't make that place. Your credit ain't enough. You gotta have 1,000 up there. You only 500. No, that ain't working. And that's what I like, I like about this, you know, this series here. You know, God is always telling us how to deal with people in difficult situations. He said, they just love them. They like, love them, Lord. How do, how do I do that? How do I love people who hate me? He said, they don't hate you. They hate me. They hate the Christ in you. They hate Amen. the likeness in you. They hate Amen. the fact that you make them smart, sound decisions. Amen. They hate the fact that you have a family and they don't. They hate the fact that you're married and they're not. They hate the fact that you have a job and they don't. They hate the fact they still stay at home and then you don't. It's just a minute, a numerous different things that they've made. And the bottom line is they hate themselves. Mm -hmm. But they look for somebody to lash out on because they don't want to come to the realization or they want to ignore the fact that they've, made, they've done wrong. they made some horrible decisions. And the problem is, it's not too late. I hear about 90-year-olds getting college degree. I know, 90? That means she started at 86 to finish to get her degree? There's, there's no excuse as to why we cannot forgive people. There's no excuse why we cannot Love one another the way God calls us to love. We just we we don't have any excuses. That's the bottom line. That's how we deal with bullies. There ain't no excuse. That's how, I'm not gonna fight you, man. Why? Why am I gonna get my blood pressure so high? I gotta get peeled for it because we can't get along. Amen. It's not that serious. Amen. It's not. You don't want to believe God respects every person to not follow Him. Now you don't get control where you go because you ain't make this world. You ain't make yourself. So you want to go to hell, you go to hell on your own account. He don't make you go. He tells you, just believe me, you're good. Walk and believe in me. They will know you are my, 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 my disciples by the way you love one another. You don't love nobody. You can't love yourself. 
And if some of y'all, they, they, they got the ones that do love themselves, they take it too far. So they start changing themselves. Botox and surgeries. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, you know getting older is a luxury. I look forward to getting older. I ain't never rushed to get there, but I look forward to it. I'll know more. I'll be smarter. I'll be around people who are like-minded like me. I'll be able to tell my children what not to do. I'll be able to tell them the story how I teach about dealing with women of all different kinds, work, school, home, whatever. The devil ain't nothing but a book. He ain't nothing but a big old crying whining bitch. You see, the, the Bible says when you see the devil, when we all see him, we're going to be like, devil dude? He calls all of this? Because he ain't nothing but that big. We don't let we don't give people the victory over our life. We just don't do it. If we start doing that, we lose every time. But if we hang on to his word, if we believe in our hearts, if we forgive quickly, yes, forgive quickly. The moment it comes, quickly forgive them. Look at it from God's point of view. They outside their mind. They don't have my spirit. You help yourself. You save yourself a whole lot of frustration. I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. That's the end of our little series. Father God, we thank you right now that the word has gone forth. We thank you that we have we have understanding. Father, but now give us the wisdom to use that understanding as we go through our day on our lives. Lord. Help us, Father, in this day and this time. We are in the last days. People are getting more frantic. They are more afraid. They are more hating of people for no reason of any kind. Lord God, you have still called us to love them, to pray for them, and pray without ceasing, and to forgive them quickly, so that you will forgive us quickly. We need your forgiveness as we give it out to all our people who have trespassed against us and one who have debts against us. We need the same. Thank you for the word that has given us what we need to become better, Bible-believing Christians. Jesus' name we pray. Amen.